it is so important that we we realize what we're stepping into and we need to have that positive attitude and 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 that comes with personal growth you cannot just like success personal growth it's not just a a, a someday thing and not a one day thing it's an everyday thing and people forget that because they they keep busy and they self care and personal development and all these kind of things they do them maybe sometimes when they, when when they feel like it or they're not so tired but it is something that we need to do every day because if we, those that don't will find out to their detriment and sometimes too late. You know, and then they say, I wish I had. Hey, it's Chuck here, and I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free Collaborators Toolkit is gonna contain the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for. And they're gonna help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're gonna help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm gonna see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Chuck Anderson here, and I am honored to be here with yet another amazing guest. And uh, you're really a lot to learn from this uh, this particular individual in this episode, because we're going to be talking about leadership. We're going to be talking about growth. We're going to be talking about, you know, what what it really takes to get the results and grow your business and and you know, how do we eliminate the roadblocks and all of that and really come out and lead? Uh, and what does it mean to, you know, be a leader and leadership and all sorts of other things? So please welcome to the program, uh, Jan Roberts. Jan, welcome to the show. Chuck Anderson, it's been, a, it's already been a pleasure and privilege to, to, to chat with you beforehand, but you know, it's, it's a real privilege to be on your show and, and talk into these kind of subjects because we, I know we both got a heart for the, for impacting lives. And so it's already been a privilege to, to get to know you. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, thank you for that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make the episode all about you, but I do really appreciate that as well. And now, <laughs> Uh, and I think a great place to start, like as a foundation, because, you know, we 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 talk to a lot of business leaders and a lot of entrepreneurs and um, everyone does their own thing and they they have their own sort of unique genius and the way that they 
uh, really make a big impact. And uh, it wouldn't be right for me to try to explain who you are and what you do. So we'll get you to start with that. And, uh, and like, so everyone understands kind of like, you know, who's Jan and what is the work that you do? Okay, well, I'll, t- I'll keep it brief. Uh, I mean, just in case people start wondering where my accent comes from, I, I, I'm in South Africa, but I'm not from South Africa. I'm a, I'm a Dutchman. And uh, as I said to Chuck as well, in the late 70s, our family emigrated to Scotland. So that makes me a kilt wearing Dutchman, freedom and all that. And uh, for the last eight years, most of the time I spent in South Africa. And, and that happened because uh, I was 30 years in the oil industry and I never hated my job. I was one of the lucky ones, I suppose. But there, there was a little voice in me that, that, that became louder and louder. And eventually I called my comfort zone, my uncomfort zone, because it's, it, it, there comes a time that you need to do something about it or live with it the rest, the rest of your life. People talk about it and most people just live the rest of their life the way they are. And, and it wasn't for me. So I, um, that voice became louder. And at some point uh, through a, a transformational trip with, uh, with John Maxwell to help start transformation of an entire country of Guatemala, on the way home in 2013, we, we trained 19,000 people in three days to, to become facilitators in a, in a powerful program called Values-Based Leadership. And um, on the way home, uh, I, I really understood what significance was all about. And I, not only did I feel it, I wanted other people to feel that. So I, there was a missing piece of my, my jigsaw. Uh, and on the way home, I quit my job because it was a case of if not now, when? And if not me, who? And if not this, what? You know, the, We all have heard these kind of questions, but most people don't stop long enough to answer them for themselves. And I think most people don't have honest conversation with themselves anyway. I've also done personal development since I was 17 in the oil industry. That was always interesting because I used to buy books instead of newspapers. And I haven't bought a newspaper for 35 years. And uh, so I had books lying on the table and people are, let's say, most interested when I was gone to talk about those kind of books and uh, about personal development, which is fine by me. But um, it's been an amazing journey. And, and also... Um, Doing person practicing personal development, martial artists as well, since also since I was 17. And there's also mind development, key aikido. And uh, I think all these kind of things happen for a reason. Les Brown says there's no such thing as coincidence. He says coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. And I love that. And it doesn't matter whether people are religious or not. You can you could put spiritual or whatever, but there is a bigger force that makes us do things the way we do. And and when we look back in our life, all these things happen for a reason. And I was bullied as a little kid as well, which, which gave me the lessons to serve, which was amazing. Uh, I didn't think so at the time, of course, but later uh, it started happening. And hence also I started personal development. But uh, I mean, you know, because I'm such a people-centric person, I'm also behavior analysis consultant, a values-based leadership specialist. I do um, leadership training, communication, youth development. I, I, I train, uh, speak, do speaker training as well, and I, I put all kinds of programs together because I, I think one size doesn't fit all. But my wife is also in the diversity and inclusion, one of the foremost specialists in the world. So we we do a lot of that kind of stuff together. So I absolutely, as you maybe hear already, I absolutely love what I do. And to be able to impact lives around the world is a blessing and, and long may it continue. I say to people, listen. I don't know about you, but I don't. I can't die until I'm at least 120, and even then, they've got to catch me because I've got way too much to do. So that's me. Yeah, and you know that. <laughs> you know, I I tend to surround myself with people who think a lot like you. I also, you know, a lifelong you know personal growth enthusiast. Uh, right from the time I read "Think mm-hmm. and Grow Rich" for the very first time at at 19 years old, and uh, you know, it's wow. easy to get hooked on that energy to when you're surrounded by people who believe that things are possible 
rather than getting fixated on the obstacles. And, uh, and, you know, those are the people I choose to surround myself with. And especially, you know, as an entrepreneur, when you're trying to, when you're trying to build a business, do a, you know, start from the ground up, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be challenges. And uh, it's, it's, I would say a necessity to have that kind of attitude, that kind of mindset, uh, as you're going to approach problems as they come up. Well, yes, for sure. And I, and I love the book you mentioned as well, Think and Grow Rich. is an absolute classic from 1937. And uh, yeah, obviously, it's, it's also my repertoire. But you're right. You know, we, we, I think entrepreneurship is not for the faint-hearted. Uh, I found that out too when I first started out, especially after having been employed. Uh, even though I had a lot of free reign, I was employed in an organization. And to step into entrepreneurship, where you, the next morning you look in the mirror and you're it. Uh, head chef, cook, and bottle a bottle washer. You know, the, <laughs> you have to do everything for everybody. And another thing I got engaged with was uh, because of my, you know, martial arts and the personal development and, and self care, which is also part of your personal development. And pe- most people don't do that either, because especially as an entrepreneur, we put that kind of stuff on the background because it was so be- busy, especially at the beginning, being everything to everybody. And people are suffering, and, and a lot, as we, the, the statistics uh, still speak for themselves. And then, of course, the health issue starts. And I said, you know, especially the last two years, I said, there's one thing people don't talk about is self-care. So I started talking about self-care and, and I did Facebook lives and I thought I'm going to do five or 10 of them. 44 sessions later, I stopped. And then people said, what else have you got? So then I talked 52 sessions about values, basic human values, which I also uh, work in. And that's also part of your development because what kind of values do we have as entrepreneurs, as business owners, even as ordinary family people and, and, and persons in society, that values that we will not compromise on. That's why leadership is failing around the world because so many leaders, um, their value system is failing. Les Brown said it many years ago that that was the reason most leadership are failing. And if we haven't seen that in the last few years becoming much more obvious, but that we need to start looking after ourselves as well. And, that, and so I, I'm... I'm just about completing an ebook uh, and 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 I'm creating a series as well. But even that, I've become a, a, a strategic partner with me as some key leadership with a, a, an entrepreneurial platform uh, from Sweden. Uh, again, how we meet, it's amazing how it all works. But the, he he had a dream. They says, you know, entrepreneurs are suffering and they they've got so much information in their fingertips that they get overwhelmed. So we to, to support, guide, and help entrepreneurs to become the, the entrepreneurs they were meant to be and also become successful. So it's it's it's, it's all this wonderful co- combination you, you just said about attracting, and I'm just thinking about it. Well, I mean, that's why we're here together today. Uh, there's no coincidence either. I mean, other personal development freaks, they used to call me, and I thought it was a compliment. But it is, it is so important. You know, you said it already. It is so important that we... We realize what we're stepping into, and we need to have that positive attitude. And, and, and that comes with personal growth. You cannot just, like success, personal growth, it's not just a, a, a someday thing, and not a one-day thing. It's an everyday thing. And people forget that because they, they keep busy, and they self-care and personal development and all these kind of things, they do them maybe sometimes when they, when, when they feel like it or they're not so tired, but it is something that we need to do every day because if we, those that don't, will find out to their detriment and sometimes too late. You know, and then they say, I wish I had. Yes. Well, and I know I've had certain my wake up call moments in my life where, you know, the stress is at an all time high. You know, I'm sleeping under my desk because I've been working 
consecutive 14, 16 hour days, you know, all not eating properly, not going for walks, you know, exercising all of that. And your body can only take so much uh, and your mind and your soul as well can only take so much of that. And then I think it rebels. (laughs) It's like, you have not been taking care of me. So therefore I'm going to, yeah, time out. Right. And I'm going to force you to do something about that. And, you know, hopefully it's not like, you know, really bad disease or something like that. But there are so many different ways that life can send you that wake up call and say, hey, wake up. You have not been taking care of yourself. So, oh, yeah. It's, and I mean, stress is a killer, of course. And one of the highest, I mean, Les Brown said one time, he says, you know, as we, the human species are the only species in the world that have got a specific disease at a specific time of the, of the, the week. Monday morning between 8.30 and 9.30 in the morning, 38% increase in, in, in stress, heart disease, and death. They say some people are dying to get to work. And so, we, you know, you know why, because they already start on Sunday thinking about Monday and they, shoot, they can't even enjoy their weekend anymore. And it is, it is so important because I've, I mean, through my martial arts as well, I, I learned this from an African saying, actually, the African principle of leadership is when there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do no harm. And that really, when you think of it, it talks into so many things like calmness, mindfulness. And I said to my boss, they used to get frustrated and I'm just sitting there smiling at them and says, why are you smiling? I says, no, you've never paid me enough for me to get stressed out. And, and then our clients used to sit there in the oil industry and, and you know, the language they use in the oil industry is, is colorful to say the least. And I'm still sitting there and I says, listen, if you don't behave yourself, your name doesn't even go in the hot for today. We'll, we'll maybe put it in tomorrow. And it used to frustrate him, but I thought, well, you know, I, I learned to calm, calm myself down because I had an ulcer when I was 16 already because of the bullying I had as a little kid and then the, the self-bullying that continued. And that also, all these things happen for a reason. But I know, I, as you said, sleeping on your desk, doing all these kind of hours, and so many people do it because they they, they feel it's it's necessary. You know, what's necessary is if you look after yourself well and become a bit more effective and intentional, you don't need to sleep on your desk anymore. But it's hard to do, of course. Yeah, and I love what you just said there about feeling like it's a necessity, feeling like you have to do it. And I remember when I first started my first business and I was surrounded by other, you know, very early stage entrepreneurs and it's like you got to work hard. And I, you know, I I come from a long line of farmers who worked very hard, dawn till dusk. And so what did I do? I did the exact same thing but in a business instead of a farm. And so mm. we kind of do what we saw. The other thing, too, is that at the time, I was such a chronic do-it-yourselfer because, you know, I always heard it's like, hey, if you ever want to have something done right, you got to do it yourself. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, you got to you got to grind it out. You got to do all this work to get your business uh, going. And I wish I could go back 20 years or almost 30 now uh, and just tell that kid, hey, it doesn't have to be that way. And one of the big things that was a turning point for me, all the stress and everything that we've been talking about part of that. And I'm very grateful for the, you know, self-development work that, that I was immersed in at the time, because it really helped me to see what was going on. And the big thing that was the turning point for me was um, not doing it all alone, uh, collaborating and partnering with others in whatever capacity that is. And that that's really was the inspiration for the theme of this show So, you know, one question I want to ask you, Jan, is, you know, how has partnering or collaborating with others, you know, impacted you and your journey in in growing your business? And and maybe even you can share what some of your most impactful partnerships 
have been and, uh, you know, hopefully share with our audience uh, so that they can be inspired to find partnerships and collaborations on their journey. Again, uh, it's a, a tremendous question. And I think, yes, uh, looking back at my life and, and the one I will talk about is, is, is so easy uh, because of, of the impact it made in my life. And, uh, and at the time, then I should have asked different. But first of all, the, the collaboration that I'm going to talk about happened because it became intentional. And, and, and before we get a, a mistake, being intentional is not having good intentions because we've all good, got them. And, and having good intentions means we do something good occasionally. We might do something good occasionally. We've all done that. But if you lead an intentional life and you are intentional, you do something good continually. That's when your life starts making a difference. That's when your life matters more to you and everybody around you. So I, I was intentional. I went to a, a leadership training, a John Maxwell leadership training in 2014. I just, because of, uh, of an event that happened in my life, a life-changing event where we went to transformation of an entire country. And on the way home, I quit my job. And in 2014, when I then went to the next leadership training, I, I went every six months. I went with the intention of finding somebody in Africa to collaborate and partner with. And at the time, I was in Scotland. And I don't even know why that happened. It just came to me on the plane to, to Orlando. And um, then when I was there, I met uh, a lady called Arthi Moore. Now, Arthi Moore is from Durban in South Africa. And we started talking. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I talked. I was serving at, at the conference as well and, and doing behind the scenes stuff and all that kind of stuff. But we started talking and we both had a, a vision of impacting millions of people. Now, I just came out of, out of the, the corporate world, if you like. I ended up as a project manager. Um, maybe they just promoted me out of the way. I don't know. But uh, I, uh, when I quit, they thought everybody thought I was crazy because they had earmarked me for director of global training and all that kind of stuff. And I said, you know, you never understood because I didn't do it for a title. But having been in, 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 in employment, if you like, then I stepped out and I had no real strategy. It might not have been the best idea, but as we mentioned before, there was a case of when, when that life-changing events happen to you, you need to make choices. And for me, it was not, if not now, then when? And that was the biggest part of that choice. And I, I thought about it. We all make excuses why we don't live the life we all deserve to live. And we should live. And we want to live. But then we look back at our deathbed and we, we are surrounded by the ghost of all the, the possibilities, the skills and the tools which were only meant for us. And they look at, you know, now you're dying and you're taking them with you. Don't make that mistake. Become more intentional. But then my, my when I made that intentional uh, point, I started talking and we decided to um, uh, I, I was going to go to South Africa to meet. It happened when Les Brown went, for, went to South Africa as well. And I, so I spent four or five days with, with him, who's also a friend and mentor. And then I said, we'll combine this. And we started talking and we started talking to some businesses because she has a, she's a, one of the foremost diversity and inclusion specialists in the world. And um, But for me, the challenge really was that, yes, I, I stepped into entrepreneurship, but uh, sure. To call me an entrepreneur would be an insult to any entrepreneur, young, old, or, or, or different. Because, you know, I didn't know. I had no idea. So my wife, well, now my wife, um, who was a, an entrepreneur since she was 19 years old, she never worked for anybody else. Luckily, I mean, again, everything happens for a reason. Luckily, and she's, it's, it's an ongoing journey. But, I mean, she kept me on the, on the straight and narrow. So when that collaboration first happened, out of, out of just a desire to impact people, and then we, we started working together and we started building courses together and we became friends. And just the 1st of May, we, we've been married for a year. Uh, during uh, lockdown, we got married. And, you know, and, and, you know it's, it's been an amazing collaboration, which, and I don't say everybody, you know, if you're going to meet somebody, you need to collaborate and then 
go that far, but the fact mm-hmm. that we, we started from business to friendships and deep friendships, and then we became uh, now a husband and wife, and, and they call us the power couple because we're both speakers as well. But we, we play so well of each other. But if she hadn't been there, my entrepreneurship would have failed very early on. I can promise that without a, a doubt. So what you say about collaboration is necessary, ask for help. I, I didn't do that for a while. I did, um, my wife had to figure it out by herself. What, what was really what was wrong with me? That sounds bad, but <laughs> you know, she's probably she's probably got a scroll. But what the, the things that she knew that I needed to know, but I wasn't asking, mm. you know. And and she wanted me to develop myself as well. But uh, she had to step in quite a few times because I just, you know, be, became more creative. Because most entrepreneurs are, are are fairly creative, if not very creative. But we, I had this great creativity, but I, I didn't ask the right kind of questions. And to walk alongside people to ask for help, you know, even if you're not quite ready for collaborations, go and ask people who've done what you've done. Go and ask other entrepreneurs who are successful. And it's surprising how often they will give you advice. People say, oh, they're successful. I can't go to them. Don't go to a field entrepreneur and ask how you should do it. But those kind of things are, are, are important, I think. And that was, for me, uh, I've had a few partnerships and collaborations, but this is the club collaboration that's going to last for the rest of my life. I think it's a fantastic story, and I love how it started as, I mean, you're kind of on the same path, and, you, and, and you're in the same rooms, and, and you're going in the same direction. And that just kind of built and evolved. And next thing you know, you're 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 married. I I, I think that's a fantastic story because mm. uh, you know um, it was the opposite for me. Uh, I tried, you know, my wife and I tried several times to work in the same business together. And you know, because you know she's got her interests and I got mine. Now we have two separate businesses that coexist very, very, very mm. nicely. But in the beginning, yeah. tr- this we must work together. Uh, yeah. That that that. that did not work out. But I what I heard in your story, and I want to, you know, come back to this a little bit is there's a theme that I am finding with partnerships and collaborations. And the more we get into these stories is that the most effective partnerships is where there's a missing piece of the puzzle for us. And that partner fulfills that need. Not that we weren't whole to begin with, because we're definitely whole, but in that journey or in the thing that I'm trying to do, there's the things that I'm good at but then there's something that someone else is good at as well that maybe uh, is the missing piece or the catalyst or something that really takes what we're both doing to here, right? So, you know, can you recall, um, were you aware of where of what that missing piece was or did it become apparent after you started collaborating? Oh, definitely after. I mean, I, I had, well, first of all, I had no clue. I knew I needed to step out and do more and that was not in the in the in the job I was doing. As I said, I never hated my job, but I mean, I needed to go further because I was also when I found out when I was doing coaching for two years, spending ten months of the year in hotel rooms, which people think is lovely. Yeah, three weeks is, but ten months not so good anymore. So in the oil industry, we used to go either you, you either go and hide or you go and drink with the boys because when you travel around, that's the only thing you have to sit in the night having a drink. And I, I've done my bit as well, but uh, I, I used to study a lot. Uh, but still, you know, I, I had this view that there is more and I, did, I hadn't quite fitted that puzzle together, but that missing piece of the jigsaw can, but that didn't make me an entrepreneur. That doesn't make me determined to do, to finally step up to the life I think I, I was meant to live and I, I wanted to live. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's gone from better to, to, to great and amazing. And there's still a lot of room for improvement. Uh, but 
I certainly did have no idea. And um, so the, it wasn't just one piece. There, there was probably several pieces, which some of them came through practice, but there was one or two of the things that if it hadn't been, as I said, if it hadn't been for my wife, um, I would have... I would have struggled. I would have been frustrated, even though I love what I do. But the frustration would have been because, you know, <laughs> you need to survive one way or another. I mean, you can give and give and give, but sometimes you need to, whether it's financial, whether it's also emotional and all these kind of things need to come back to you as well, because it's not just about money. It never, I think entrepreneurs, a lot of people who, who work with people like yourself as well, to, you know, it, money is 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 amazing, and I say to people as well: if you have a problem with money, give it to me. I, I would love to become a billionaire because you can do a lot more with money than without it. Les Brown once said, "It's easier to to be miserable in a, in a, in an Aston Martin than on a rusty old bike." Which you know, there's something to be said, but <laughs> but there is more. You know, how full and and I, it's significance really when you think of it. I mean, how how significant do we feel? Because there's very many wealthy people who are, who died empty and are empty at this point. Because of what money meant to them. But I said, money is a tool. My wife says it all the time. We can always make money. But what about the feelings? What about the significant? What about the impact we make in other people's lives? And, and that is also important. But when people, you find people of a giving nature, you know, like coaches and, 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 and those kind of people, and I'm, I also coach as well, it is very difficult to start charging a healthy amount of money, even though you've invested heavily in yourself, to start charging a healthy amount because, you know, you want to help people. And and then now you're going to help people. And pe- what will people think if you start making a lot of money? Uh, well, uh, yeah, what will they think? That means you're successful and you're good at what you're doing. No, but that's, that's not what they meant. It, it, it feels nearly a stigma. You know, that People say also that the money is not a block. It's actually other things inside of you that block you from making money. And that might be past history. That might be, you know, like our parents. Is, what do you think? Money grows on trees. All those kind of things that has been ingrained in us. And that, therefore, we cannot make the money and the life we really deserve. But for me, that, that, that missing jigsaw, that missing piece in, the, in, the, in the, the collaborative side and the entrepreneurial side that came uh, with a wake-up call from my wife. So I, I give her all the credit to this because uh, I can't take any of it. Well, and that's another thing that I've heard in collaboration stories as well is that just getting into the partnership. So you're 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 realizing, hey, I, I want to collaborate with this person. And they're sort of the catalyst that helps you to see the things that you weren't seeing before. And now suddenly it opens up these possibilities and these opportunities, maybe that were always there, but for whatever reason, we couldn't see them. And now they were that light that that kind of uh, pointed us in the right direction. So mm. um, I love all of that. And I, I, Jan, I, you and I could talk personal development, I think for, for <laughs> years. I mean, um, we're just getting mm. wound up. And, uh, and of course, in my mind, I'm like, you know, if I ask that question, we're going to be on here for hours and hours and hours. So maybe, maybe we do have to do a part two <laughs> of this at some point, but um, you know, I yeah. think one one of the key themes to to what we're talking about here today, yes, we're talking about collaboration, but I think what you're also talking about so much is about intention and also just, you know, I, I think the, you know, the and the common thread between both of us is that lifetime of of doing the work, doing the self-development, reading the books, 
uh, meeting the experts, uh, getting mentored and coached and, and, and moving forward beyond where we were. I mean, you were talking about money. I mean, when I was 19 years old, I was putting pictures of fancy cars and big houses uh, on my wall. Now uh, I think about all of the people that I'm going to help and uh, you know how many souls are going to be impacted by the work that I'm doing. And so, you know, did it take me 30 years to get there? Uh, well, maybe I could have done it sooner. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, that's that that was the journey. That was the journey. And and so but it's interesting how it's evolved because it started off being all about money. But so many of my entrepreneur friends, too, had this turning point where they realized that it wasn't all about money. There was such a bigger picture and a positive impact that we can make on the world. And so much of that came from doing the self-development, the personal growth work. So my question for you in that is uh, two things. One, who has been, and you've mentioned some names already, but you may or may not mention one of those right now. Um, who has been the, the most impactful leader that you have learned from? And then um, also we want to recommend a book that our listeners can go out and read that might be the next piece of the puzzle for them or the next step in their journey. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, first of all, you know, when I listen to what you're, what you're saying as well, and, and like my grandparents were farmers as well. So I spend a lot of hard work and time on the farm and that's where I spend my holidays, but also the, the, the journey. And you, you, you know, you mentioned some books yourself as well and, and even leaders. And as you were saying that one thing came to, came to me um, right now. And, you know, and it was the same when, when people ask me about leadership, you know, who's, who's your, your, your leadership inspiration. I said, you know, I can mention some, some big people. But when it's all truth is said and told, what my biggest inspiration in leadership was is ordinary people doing extraordinary things. That inspires their socks of me, you know, to see people who step up when, when it's time to step up. But when you said, now, and I've mentioned some people and I could mention some, but when you said that, uh, the one thing that came to my, my, uh, my thought, the inspiration, and I haven't told them often enough, but it's my dad. Hmm. That is not famous, but he's famous in my life. And, you know, he's been an entrepreneur and he took us as a family. When he was 40 years old, he took us with a family, five young kids from, from a place where he knew. He didn't like what he was doing at a music shop in Holland, but he, he took us to another country and he started afresh, not every, even an idea. And he's, he's going to, uh, I was speaking to him last weekend, he's, he's going to celebrate 85 years old. He's been an entrepreneur for all of his life. And yes, he's worked hard. He's, not, he's slowed down a bit now and he still wears his Dutch clogs. Uh, but I mean, he's 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 been an inspiration to me, um, and and I I didn't think so at first when he took us, took me away from my friends. But to see him, what he's been through, and the joy he's he's had. I mean, people say that if you if you love what you do, you you never work another day of your life, and that's why he still works, not because he has to. He, he's he's got holiday challenge in the north of Scotland, but he he, he just loves what he do. He also he, he loves working with people and. I mean, it was his 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 dream becoming a reality, and I thought, okay, yes, I can mention uh, mention some famous people, but sometimes I think we have people on a doorstep. Maybe maybe not in our family, but maybe on our doorstep. It might be friends, it might be our neighbors, it might be somebody in the community that could inspire us more than any great leader. Because it's easy to say, you know, like uh, like a John Maxwell and a Les Brown and a Nick Vujicic. These people have inspired me, but and it's easy to call one of them, and people say, oh yeah, I know them, but 
they will never know my dad, but I know him. And I think, and that's why I, um, I as you talk about it, I say, no, that's the one that, that I need to mention. And then you mentioned a book. Now, another thing. I mean, you, you've been the same. You know, I, you probably, if you had them all lying on a pile, you couldn't climb on top of them quick enough. But there has been some books that really stood out more than, and you mentioned some, and I'm not going to mention, but one book that has impacted me considerably and that is actually a book by John Maxwell called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. And why is that as a book? Well, there's, there's a few reasons. First of all, uh, when I did coaching practice, somebody afterwards, when I finished that in 2011, um, somebody asked me to come into a, a mastermind group. And this was The 15 Invaluable Laws. Now, I, it, I, I'd heard of John Maxwell. I got some of his books. But then she gave me a video and, and uh, uh, it was called A Day About Books with John Maxwell. It was in 2012. I listened to him. He talked about leaving a legacy and, and uh, making a difference. And that spoke into my heart. And I said, I want to become part. Of it. I don't know what it is, but I want to become part of what he's talking about. But that was one reason. But also, the other reason is I've, I've just finished a mastermind with some people in Bangladesh, They're young leaders. Uh, so I've done this again. And I'll go through it myself as well. It's one of the most phenomenal personal development books. I mean, and not only following it. It is a book, and I've done this myself. Uh, you know, I used to be so keen a reader that if you've got exercises to do and you think, oh, no, I want to read, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to it. Just close the book on the shelf, shelf development instead of self-development. But, you know, I say to people, if you ever think about a book, and it's, a, it's, it's an amazing book, and it's got 15 laws in there, and it starts with the law of intentionality, strangely enough. But do the exercises, you know, take the time and, and don't rush through the book you know, get out of it, reflect on it, and do the things that, that that matter because the exercises, knowledge is not power. It's knowledge acted upon as power. And if you then reflect on it every evening, that's when it becomes ultimately powerful because then you can go into tomorrow better prepared. So that book is an absolutely amazing. There's many, but if I can recommend one, that says don't only get the book, don't only read it, but devour it and do the exercises after every ch uh, chapter because I've actually done a video series on it and I tell them, if you haven't read the, the next chapter before you come to this, if you haven't done the exercises, switch, do yourself a favor, switch the video off and go back. So, you know, get a book that actually does something for you, not just a, a nice read and then you, and you say, oh, you feel all, you know, warm, a lovely book and nothing changes because you didn't do anything to change. Wow. Well said and great recommendation as well. You know, I've read a few of John's books and that's not one of them. So I, that one's now on my list and uh, I'm an audiobook guy, but I'm glad you said what you said. Now I'm going to go buy the physical book of that because if, if there's exercises, I do like the, you know, the physical uh, part of that, even though they probably do include that as a downloadable PDF, but digital is out of sight, out of mind. So I like to be able sure. to physically touch it. So, so great recommendation. I've, I've, I've enjoyed the other uh, John Maxwell books that I've read in the past. So I'm going to add that to my list and maybe that one will be next. Um, but uh, definitely going to get the physical copy of that. Great recommendation. Jan, overall, this has been an, a fantastic conversation and, you know, we can, I, you know, we could go on for a very long time and, uh, you know, I would definitely welcome the opportunity to talk to you about this again. And I think there's a lot of a lot of topics we could unpack that would be very impactful for our audience. So, so you know, uh, it's been really fun getting to know you uh, through this uh, through this very very short journey here, this interview. 
So two things we want to end off with. The first thing I'll ask you is uh, if anyone has been inspired and this, you know, this, you're obviously someone who they can learn a lot about and be inspired by. So tell everyone where they can find you, where they can reach you if they wanted to, uh, if they wanted to connect with you online. Well, the easy, I mean, with my name, Jan Roberts, I'm available on all social media, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, and LinkedIn, but also uh, the, the website, and it's uh, keyleadership.com, K-I and then leadership.com. That's that's our main website. I've got a, another website as well for speaking, but that is the main one. And as I say, with my name, Jan Roberts, there won't be too many with two Bs that you can find if you Google. And, you know, I would love to connect with people and because, you know, I, I'm interested in people. And you know, for already, uh, Chuck, this has been an absolute privilege to, to be invited to your audience and you entrusted me with your audience. And but more so to be connecting to you and, uh, you know, to learn more about you as well. The chat we had beforehand. And as I said, I know we will will catch up again. This is only a, a beginning. And, and I loved it. And I already look forward to that. Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely, I look forward to that as well. And so all of that, the links we, we will have in the show notes, it'll be underneath the video, it'll be in the podcast show notes. So you can connect with Jan uh, directly. Uh, and finally, Jan, thank you so much. Um, amazing stories. We've only scratched the surface, I think, of what we could talk about. And, you know, some very impactful self-growth stories that we could uh, that we could get into, concepts we've learned, all of that kind of stuff. But if you we were to uh, leave our listeners here with just one final piece of advice, some piece of wisdom that they can go and take and put into practice in their day, what would you say to them? Well, that's a great question. And yeah, well, the, again, the one that comes to mind just now that that covers everybody, young, old, indifferent, uh, male, female, whatever. And I would say, and, and the question has been asked before, what, what is the one thing that we can do, we can all do to walk into our purpose, to walk into our destiny, apart from just finding our why and, and finding our purpose. But the one thing we can all do and the one thing we all must do, that the word intentionality comes up again, you need to be intentional about your personal growth. And your personal growth, your personal development is the only way you'll ever get any chance of getting close to your, the destiny we all have, the purpose we all have on this earth. So I would say, people, make yourself a personal development plan. That doesn't mean you have to have, be hours in a book. Or and, and personal development also means taking care of yourself more. But make yourself a personal development plan that you do something every day. Because a rabbi once said, if you don't do anything to improve today, what do you need tomorrow for? And we all want it tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to get one. That's why we need to start today. Get that personal development plan down. Go and listen to something positive. Go and read something positive. Go and associate with positive and like-minded people. Those three things will govern most of your life. And if you and some of you might have to change all three of them. But personal development is what it's at. If you grow today, then you'll grow through life rather than just go through life. Wow incredible words and i felt every single word of that thank you so much jan for being such an amazing guest and for those of you listening in i highly encourage you to go and reach out to jan uh, all of the links are here uh, in the show notes and uh you know you know take these words uh seriously and look for that place where you can we can grow and you know keep growing yourself and you'll keep growing your business and and so until the next episode keep moving forward and keep being amazing in your journey and uh we'll see you on the next one thank you thanks jack
This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.